by McQuano Coffee Roasters, McQuanoCoffee.com, coming to you live, and by that we mean recorded in advance, from Gut Check World Headquarters in the capital city of a boxing glove-shaped state, and Gut Check South Command, deep in the belly button above the buckle of the Bible Belt, it's the Gut Check Press Podcast, with your hosts, Ted Clark and Zachary Bartles. Hey, welcome to the Gut Check Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friend, my partner in radio, my partner in being glum today, my partner in needing this show to be a a radio poultice of sorts, (laughs) Zachary Bartles. Um, Zach. Ted. Yeah. Can I tell you a secret? Yeah, go. I'm eating soup. It's bisque. I'm eating lobster bisque. Are you eating lobster bisque right now as we speak? Yeah. Where did the bisque come from? Costco. There you go. Is it good? Costco bisque? It's really good, dude. It was one of those, I don't know about you, but when I walk around Costco and there are Mm -hmm. sweet little old ladies or little bright-eyed young kids giving out samples, I don't even like the thing. I'm like, give me one. Give me one. Yeah. And then I make a big show of how much I love it. Mm -hmm. And I'm probably putting one in my cart. I do love lobster bisque. And I know that it got kind of... It, it it got dragged into the mainstream consciousness via Seinfeld in the in the nineties, uh, the right. Super Nazi episode. But uh, <laughs> I feel like I was on it before then, even, and I, I bet you were too. And and I do enjoy it. And it's funny you say this because, and gosh, this is boring talk already. I was <laughs> I was about to tell you what I had for dinner last night. Let's hear it, buddy. Lay it on me. KK made this like she's been looking up these like deconstructed sushi. Oh, recipes naked so pasture she, food right it's all deconstructed <laughs> yeah it's all deconstructed dude that's that's where i actually like deconstruction in the right. in the food realm it's way less boring and way less cliche in that she made like sushi but in like a bunt pan and then she like flipped it over on the plate and it was like the sushi thing that you could cut like cake it was incredible wild um yeah dude, yeah she made that poke bowl uh not the last time i was there but the time before and yeah. I've thought about that 50 times since then. It was delicious. Dude, that thing is tremendous. And it's so fresh. And you feel like you're doing a, your body a favor when you eat it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a good it's yeah. a good light kind of deal. So are you a Costco guy or a Sam's Club guy, like a, like a buy in bulk fella? Well, you know, it's interesting. We have a Sam's Club here. So that's, that's analogous to Costco. I don't go out shopping much. And whenever I do, I wish I hadn't because, yeah, driving, parking, the general public, I just don't enjoy the shopping experience. So I do it probably only a couple times a year. Um, Like the other night I was out and we needed to, KK wanted grapefruit juice and I had to stop at like three places to find it. And, um, you know, that was that was enough like general public retail shopping to last me a while. Do you do like, uh, uh, what is that thing called that we used to do? <laughs> where you, I'm so old, dude. Where you where you call, you put your order in on the, the phone and then somebody shows up with it. What the crap is that called? <laughs> I don't know, dude. You don't um, know? Like, like, like no. uh, Grubhub, but for groceries. Oh, for yeah, 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 heaven's yeah. sake. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't do that. KK does the grocery shopping. She does most of the retail shopping. She just enjoys it, you know? Um, so she does all that and I, I do it only when absolutely necessary, but I, I do enjoy the concept of like buying in bulk and the concept of, of Costco is, is intriguing to me. 
even though I don't enjoy sometimes the execution. Of it. Mm -hmm. Can I ask you one more question? Yeah, please. Can you hear me eating my soup? <laughs> I'm, I'm you know, self-conscious you can hear me eating my soup. <laughs> no, and I listen, I appreciate you just being up front and being candid about that. Uh, I can a little tiny bit, but <laughs> I don't know if this says weird things about me. It's not unpleasant. Is it like ASMR for you? Yeah, you're 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 yeah, calm to, to now. Be, I might, yeah, I'll look up some videos after uh, after we're done with the program. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm all calmed and feeling good. Speaking of, have uh, have there been any responses to our our ASMR bedtime videos, our our bedtime stories on Patreon? Everyone loved it. Yeah, yeah. People good. were oh, great. Uh, great. they were urging each other to mm -hmm. you know pound of energy drinks, not to drive while you listen to them, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. And right. then, of course, um, there were folks who said they listened to it at the gym and it didn't affect them. So, wow, yeah, crazy. Everybody's responses are a little bit different to it physically, but uh, it's like Zach, scripture wanna... in that way. <laughs> <laughs> I, swear I want to shoot. I want to encourage people to be to become patrons, Zach. Uh, that's something that if you're new to the program or even fairly new to the program, uh, becoming a patron is on the table. And Zach, I have to tell you, much like Costco, the price is quite low, and you're getting a lot for a little, again, like Costco. Uh, for $4 or $8 a month, you can become a patron. You'll have access to special episodes, uh, special material that we post, special uh, book projects from years gone by, audiobooks. Uh, if you run, don't walk to Zach the link. Uh, gutcheckpress.com slash sleepy Ted, all lowercase. There it is. Gutcheckpress.com slash sleepy Ted. You can be redirected to our Patreon site and come on board, join the family, join the army, um, and support us at the $4, $8 level and help us continue to do, uh, radio magic, like talking about <laughs> what we had for dinner or whether we like shopping or not. Instacart, <laughs> Instacart shipped. Instacart. There it is. That a boy. We got there. Um, <laughs> Zach, you and I are both down today. We're both quite glum. Uh, me, because I haven't had a normal night of sleep in about six days. And they haven't been disastrous nights. Um, not the it's kind of nights where... It's aggregate, like, though. It's aggregate. It's in the aggregate. I'm getting just a few hours less each night. And then by the time you get to kind of the end of that cycle, you just feel terrible about life and about the whole world and um I, I texted you something about it last night related to feeling really sentimental when i in certain responses when i listen to certain types of music <laughs> and um i don't know man i'm in a i'm in a bad place this morning so uh i need i need the radio to uh to lift me back up um zach you wanted to tie together some things related to a podcast that i was going to try to listen to and boy, yeah. I want to I want to tip the cap to you for something. You prove, proved yourself to be a bit of a prophet in a certain area. In that, a couple of episodes ago, you said that I wouldn't make it through even a third of a haunted cosmos episode. <laughs> um, in that, you thought that it was the the thing that I would be least interested in. And man, true to form. I went into this episode and it was the one about the Dyatlov Pass, the like Russian hikers. Who yeah, got, yeah. I listened you know, to that who, whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Got got killed, disappeared, whatever. And uh, I thought, oh, this will be cool. You know, Russia and Eastern Europe and, you know, just some different things. And I, you could check my, my Spotify as verification. I bet I got through 
not even a third of it. <laughs> and I probably got 25 minutes into this thing. And it was not an averse reaction. It wasn't like, oh, I hate these guys. They suck or whatever. It was like, oh, there's a, a new football podcast about who the Patriots might draft in six months. I think I'll listen to that instead. And right, I just right. I wandered away from it, similar to those Russian hikers. <laughs> I, I, Zach, I wandered away and I never came back. You I'm know, glad and, that we and, didn't find your eviscerated remains in the <laughs> snow. I'm glad too. I I hacked my way out of the the radio <laughs> tent that was that episode and and just left abruptly with uh you know the 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 campfire still burning as it were. Well, so, give us uh, your reaction. Like like I feel. What's funny is with the way my memory works. When you mm-hmm. mentioned Dyatlov Pass, I I remembered exactly where I was when I listened to the whole thing. I started listening sure. to it walking my dog late at night. Walk, sure. I walked downtown Mason and looped back home. And then mm-hmm. the next morning I finished it while mm-hmm. I drove up Cedar Street, stopped at El Burrito Mexicano for a little breakfast burrito. So mm-hmm. I remember it really well. And I remember sure. the feeling really well, which yeah. was a really kind of like dark, awful feeling. Um, yeah. And I'm wondering if you had that or if you just had kind of an absence of any kind of real visceral reaction, like maybe you just didn't. It didn't click enough to move the needle for you. Yeah, it was more that in the sense that, I don't know, like I, I thought about the hosts and I were like, yeah, these guys, I was like, yeah, these guys are, they're pretty good at what they do. You know, it's not necessarily my cup of, cup of tea and that it was kind of, gosh, and I, again, I sound like I'm 94 and a jerk, <laughs> a little, a little bit too millennial by half. And I don't even know exactly what I'm saying when I say that, but... Well, they said just, Chad Kings and stuff, so there's that. Yeah, they use that King language, and, and, it, and it was just a little <laughs> bit young for me. You know, it was, it was like... just a little young, you 94-year-old jerk. <laughs> well, yeah, it was like being in a room with a bunch of 33-year-olds, you know, kind of talking the way they, they talk. Like Christian 33-year-olds. <laughs> we and, think of 33-year-olds as annoyingly young now. It is annoyingly young for me. Ah. And I, I just I just kind of had the feeling that I could live without it. And I began to live without it. And I, I haven't. You've succeeded haven't, at living without it. Yeah, I succeeded at living without it. I haven't gone back to living with it. And I don't think I will. Can I and, probe um, a little bit here? Um, I want to probe yeah. into one question, and that's this. Yeah. The timing on. of when you listened to that one third of an episode mm-hmm. and when your insomnia began. Uh, how did those two things relate timing-wise? Unrelated. Yeah, completely unrelated. I think last week when I was sleeping well was the week that I tried to listen to it. Ooh. And I was listening to it as I was like, I don't know, jogging or, you know, puttering around the house doing different different things. And uh, it didn't... Here's what's weird about it, dude. And maybe I didn't get long enough into it. And they kind of... I'm not going to lie. They buried the lead a little too much. You know, these guys were doing... They were firing off their jokes about the Russian names and like, you know, it, it was a little too much editorializing. It was a little too much foreplay. You know what I mean? I'm like, get to it. Get to the, you know. Let's, it's funny let's, that you host this podcast then, but okay. But, well, yeah, exactly. And that that's all we do. But uh, our version of it is interesting to me, whereas theirs wasn't. Um, yeah, it was just a lot of kind of jacking around about different things and you know, I'm I'm almost 30, 30 minutes into it, and like the first, you know, knife hack of the tent hasn't even happened yet. Right. And I'm like, ah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I can care about this thing. So, uh, but but I, I, a couple of interesting things happen, and I want to run these by you. 
I had, and you know I'm an emotional guy, right? If like a dude, if like a horror film commercial comes on while I'm watching a football game, I'll often like avert my eyes from it, you know, and and I'm easily moved by things and I'm easily troubled by things. And yet, like listening to them talk about this supposedly really distressing thing didn't move the needle for me. Like it, I didn't feel anything uh, because of it. And also, <laughs> I, I don't know, there was a part of me, and I want you to address this too, that was like, if you choose to go outside in the dark, <laughs> in the middle of the night, for days and weeks on end, in the middle of nowhere Russia, like you're going to get scared. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like you're going to get freaked out. There's going to be a gonna night. be torn to pieces. Yeah. <laughs> and you might be torn to pieces. Like there's stuff out there that can tear you to pieces. I don't know. There, there's a, there's a kind of, it's like the kind of calculus that I do when I decide to play a football game at 47. It's like, I will probably get hurt. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to, am I going to be disappointed if I get hurt? Like sure a little bit, but I'm not going to be mad or like caught off guard by it. You know what I mean? And no one's making a podcast about it. Like Ted got hurt. Yeah. How'd this happen? Ted got hurt <laughs> new to Spotify. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It just didn't do anything for me. You react to any of that that you find interesting. So I think that they do start off being kind of goofy and then they usually try to like slowly funnel mm -hmm. you in and the music and the, um, the audio production is usually sure. heavier as it gets into the more dark areas. Uh -huh. That one wasn't a particularly scary one to me. Yeah. The one that really creeped me out, and I'm embarrassed to even admit this, but I'm going to. Yeah. There were two okay. of them. There were one. One of them was about these like weird, like giant guys uh, that showed up at people's houses asking them about. Um, man, I don't remember which one it was, but uh, asking them about what they'd seen, and like, uh -huh. like halfway through the conversation, they started turning like all red and bloated, and like asked for a glass of water and took a pill, and then returned uh -huh. to normal. Like the, the weird, like. Um, the, the implication that like the men in black aren't like a goofy show. It was that one. Mm -hmm. And then like mm -hmm. the one with like the, um, gosh, um, the Aaron Rodgers thing. What's the drug that he takes in the crazy stuff he does? Hiawaska or whatever. Yeah. So they were talking and I found out later, this was all seemed to be based on urban legends and like okay. things that people had shared on Reddit that were not substantiated, but like, okay. He they they had this whole thing about a uh, hat man and and in my mind he looked like Slash the way he, they described him and I was like oh okay, okay. I mean Slash is showing up different places that's kind of fun yeah. they tied yeah. it into um, these you know like voodoo death cults and stuff and uh -huh. then they started reading all these different accounts of this uh -huh. this guy the same kind of guy who's described uh -huh. as like a figure in this kind of. I don't know if it's Santeria or whatever it was. I, I don't yeah, remember yeah. exactly. They all mash together at some point. But um, sure. then they start talking about uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers seeing this guy in one of his like pseudo-religious drug scoopers. And, and, um, yeah. yeah. And then like seeing him in the locker room and then like weird oh. things happening. And like this and, – and again, I, I haven't been able to find a single primary source on this. Um, sure. But like I was really interested in it, him mm -hmm. not being willing to be alone in the locker room. Even oh, wow. though he's, you know, 280 pounds of muscle because sure. of this this being he keeps seeing. But again, I think that they, <laughs> they're like, oh, let's just read everything we can find yeah. without vetting it. 
And it's yeah. not that hard to create, like, and, and I mean, I've listened to a lot of like horror podcasts and like paranormal type sure. stuff here and there. When sure. you have it directly ported into your ear canal, yeah, so that any little subtle sound they make, you know, a breathe or like steps right. running across or whatever. And I've tried to do some of this with the Pilgrim's Progress kind of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, it's not that hard to get inside someone's head and kind of. Uh, you know, freak them out. And that's the fun of it, yeah. right? I mean, that's sure. why it's Sure, it's, it's meant to do that. And that's why people go to it, you know? And and there's a certain brand of entertainment, and it's been around forever, where the entertainment is getting scared, you know? And I've never personally gravitated to that, that particular brand of entertainment, yeah. I guess. I know and why. I know 100% why, Ted. Why? Because that's something people do if there's no real danger in their lives to feel a little spike of mm. of that feeling. Like I, uh, me, like I don't uh, unless I'm you know almost t-boned on the freeway or something. I, I rarely yeah. am in situations where like anything could happen to me apart from the usual. You know, I'm not. Yeah. I'm, there's not. There's not a high. There's not like a yeah. uh, adrenaline fight or flight. I'm choosing fight. Yeah. Um, that, that rarely happens. And so like going to a movie where you suddenly have the adrenaline spike and stuff. It kind sure. of just like test runs that that equipment inside of you, in your brain uh-huh. and in your body. Uh-huh. And I think you probably get enough of that from like, oh crap, someone's charging in from my left and I've, you know, like, like yes. the, the yeah. actual danger. So what use right. should you really have for the, the synthetic drug? I think that's a big part of it and that's very insightful. I now have a pastoral question for you related to this. Okay, so... I'm relatively familiar with Aaron Rodgers, right? I know some things about his football career. I know some things about his spiritual life, about his kind of deconstruction life with Rod Bell. Rob Bell. I almost said Rod Bell. Who was like, <laughs> Rod he would Stewart be like the, mixed with Rob Bell. Picture that in yeah. your mind right now. <laughs> yeah, or he'd be like the, the county commissioner in, your, in Saginaw in 1993 <laughs> or whatever. But, um, but anyway, like if part of your life includes taking experimental drugs, hallucinogenics, and having these like darkness retreats for hours and days on end, wouldn't it follow that you probably would begin seeing strange figures because you're inviting that kind of experience into your heart, into your mind? Um, That was their point, yeah. Uh, Oh, that was their point. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I guess seeing a hat man or seeing some strange demonic figure... If I'm essentially like doing all of the things that would invite that, there's nothing especially uh, interesting about it. That's like uh, taking a run and then being surprised that you get tired. You know, it's <laughs> it's um, I don't know. It seems it seems kind of normal that you would see weird stuff like that if you're trying to have a weird experience to begin with. Um, right. So I yeah, don't know. That- yeah. I, and, and again, I think it came from a satire. Uh, website that then yeah. people, you know, that's where a lot of misinformation starts these days because sure. I, I don't think the youngest generation operating as adults has a, a category for it really. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. they wind up, yeah, taking everything very, very ungrain of salty and like, yeah, salt free. They're, they're, they're yeah. eating clean, yeah. if you will, with their information. Right. And, right. and, uh, right. I think it didn't happen. But if it did, even then, mm-hmm. yeah, like what would be the, what would be the big thing here? Like, don't yeah. meddle with dark forces. I mean, you yeah, should already know that. that. Seems, yeah, that's right. I mean, don't don't take experimental drugs and sit in the dark. You know, it, it <laughs> just seems wise. Like, but I don't know. 
Um, yeah, not for me, but I'm glad I I'm glad I kicked the tires on it just to assuage the curiosity. Did you have then uh, more to say about it? More kind of threads to connect on this podcast level. Well, the thing was, so I was uh, talking with Lofty about this for a while because uh, mm-hmm. we were talking about how he and I uh, had had both kind of discovered uh, the the Maddie Chandler thing and uh-huh. the and the the scarf thing at the same time and like yeah. his his podcast uh with you his podcast with Jack and my podcast with you we all kind of talked about it all, yeah. all at the same time so there was certainly a kind of like uh cold war brewing i think uh <laughs> with with him and uh, Eric Kahn um uh-huh. yeah. and, and Eric Kahn is a uh co-host of a huge podcast called like oh gosh the kings something Mm. Not just mm-hmm. the hard men kind of podcast. Which, <laughs> yeah, which, classic. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, at some point, is this also satire we're mistaking? Uh, the, sure, <laughs> it could be. That, and I had that thought. Like, yeah, is is Eric Khan just kind of you know toying? Is he is he playing in his food as it pertains to <laughs> you know <laughs> people like us who are getting outraged about it? I, I mean, I'm know. not outraged. I'm bemused. I'm but not like, yeah, so he's yeah. got the hard men thing. Then he's got enough. the kings, whatever yeah. the kings court, the kings. Yeah. I don't know why I can't think of it. I, I do know it. Um, but he does that with Brian Sauvé, who's the yeah. guy who does Haunted Cosmos with someone else. Yeah. So there's kind of like a closed loop on this thing. And what they're yeah. doing also, uh, in addition to doing a bunch of different podcasts with each other, is trying mm-hmm. to start a publishing house, uh, micro-publisher. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I don't know. It seems like eh, a bunch of Johnny-come-latelys to me. Yeah. Now, does the... And man, stop me if we've talked about this. Does the like guys trying to be, I don't know, performatively masculine thing bother you as much as it seems to bother Lofty? Um, uh, I find it fun. I find it funny. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. find it compelling. Uh-huh. Um, I find it. I find it annoying when only when it yeah. like crosses over into pulling out what I consider to be semi-sacred, which is a, a family picture of a guy, you know, at Christmas with his kids yeah. and his wife and start right. taking shots. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That does bother me quite a bit. I think it's crap, yeah. but as yeah. long as it's just like being tough guys, I'm, I'm friends with guys like that. And I know they're more yeah. masculine than me in a lot of ways. And I think sure. they're, I think they're a fun brand of guy. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't bother the guy with the big beard and like, yeah. you know, more guns than I'll ever have and, and drives a truck. It's, I mean, I don't, I don't have a beef with that. Um, yeah. I don't know that Loftus does either. He's kind of like, yeah. I mean, Loftus is always, <laughs> every once in a while we'll compare, yeah. you know, like weapons he, one is carrying and that guy's always yeah. got like a giant knife and a gun on him. I mean, he's, he's yeah. a manly guy in that same kind he's of a manly guy in that vein. Yeah. Bear Absolutely. kind of guy too. So yeah, 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 I don't know. I, I just, I find it exhausting once it yeah. turns into like swinging you know measuring contests yeah. and and yeah. Yeah. i'm look at how unmanly all of america's big eva leaders are okay what it's it's to me yeah. i don't think okay this is gonna sound this is gonna sound like i'm letting myself off the hook for my my jerk phase but I yeah. think at my jerkiest, like heresy hunting, you know, uh-huh. everybody but but me and my small circle is suspect days, which, yeah, yeah, by yeah. the way, were miserable days. Sure. I don't think I got into that level of petty. I think we've reached new ground for what 
you know, what kind of targets people are seeking out to to unleash yeah. these insecurity bullets at. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. And, you know, part of it is just the sort of the content game of what do we talk about when we've already talked about everything? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, hey, let's let's goof on Matt Chandler's sweater or whatever. And um, I don't know, that's that probably ties back into our conversation last week about when it's time to be done podcasting you know if you, if you find yourself like super fired up about that then, but, but uh, money is still rolling in is it time to money. stop probably not right yeah. yeah yeah well that that was another comment i had about about those guys and their podcast like man i think we talked about this last week like the the sort of the brand of sponsor that they have um None of it really struck me as like money rolling in type sponsorships. Like, yeah, they had some sponsors, but you just you know, texted not... me that you said that they seemed yeah. in a bit of a, a kind of topical ghetto, and you thought yeah. they were making money, but not as much as I suspected. And I don't, I yeah. don't know. I know that. Um, so it was called the King's Hall. Uh, okay. I know that they probably are. I, I would, I would compare them to Happy Rant at, at its peak as far as popularity okay. right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, so sense. not like. Uh, number one on Apple, but not mm -hmm. like uh, you're surprised when someone's heard of it, right? Like, I mean, yeah. it, it's, yeah. it's a thing. It's out there. Um, yeah. And so, I, I don't know. Like, they're probably, I mean, I know they're they're not getting their main income from this, but I wouldn't sure. doubt that that's a goal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it would be a goal given their age, too, you know. Um, yeah, what else do you want to talk about? I'm tired of talking about other yeah. podcasters. I'm not that interested. Yeah, you know? me neither. I find them uh, yeah. not as compelling as us. The the poultice yeah. the poultice is drying out. We need to <laughs> wet it right. down a little more. Here, here's what I want to talk about. I sent you a Marco yeah. Polo. Uh huh. You watched it. Yeah. You didn't respond to it. Yeah. I don't want to complain that you didn't respond to it. I just want yeah. you to respond to it now. Here, for yeah. the for the listeners, and and I have a, actually a whole a whole topic of conversation I think can come out of, of this one thing. Um, yeah, I had watched a movie called How Do You Know. My wife mm -hmm. watched it first. It was about to be scrubbed from Netflix at the end of the month. And she's like, you'll like this. Mm -hmm. It's Paul Rudd. It's uh, mm -hmm. it's James L. Brooks, which is, you know, a sweet yeah. spot for me. Um, mm -hmm. it, it, literally, I think they're sweet movies. So uh, we mm -hmm. watched it. I loved it. And then yeah. I found out it had done just terribly. Like it it ballooned in cost because of all the stars, the big names involved. And then it barely had a showing at the box office. It was in yeah. like 2017 or 16 or something. It's, it's an older one. And, yeah, yeah. And I loved it. I loved yeah. it. And I wanted you to watch it. Yeah. I'm wondering if it sounded like something that you would be interested in. Yeah. Or if like, I mean, you didn't have enough hours in all your sleepless nights to get back to me or I mean, I sound a little yeah. wounded because I'm a little wounded. Yeah, no, I, I get it. And I, I apologize for not getting back to you. I think. Well, there's a couple things going on here. Um, number one, I think you like Marco Polo a lot more than I do. Um, yeah, but you usually just text me back. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. I, I typically I'll text you back. Here's why I didn't. And. I want to I want to preface this conversation by saying um I don't want you to be hurt or offended by anything that I'm going to say. Uh-oh. And we need well, we need to think of this in like clinical academic terms, okay? So you asked me a very specific question a minute a minute ago which was did the movie sound interesting to you? And my answer to that question 
is absolutely yes. For all the reasons you laid out, like, you know, James Brooks, uh, I like Owen Wilson. I like movies with ex ball players. It all, it all sounded really good to me. And what happened was I in fact did try to watch it. And I realized I had tried to watch it like five years ago (laughs) (laughs) and hadn't liked it. (laughs) And I didn't like it again this time. Interesting. And so, I didn't want to, here, here was my dilemma. I didn't want to disappoint you, nor did I want to Marco you back and lie and just say, <laughs> no, I haven't gotten around to it because in fact, I did get around to it five years ago and then again a few days ago. So I've gotten around to it twice. Um, but I didn't, I also didn't want to disappoint you on the level of like me not liking it. Now, and so uh, before we get at. to the bigger picture, which I, yeah. I, I, I want to talk about how on earth you didn't like it. I know. Um, I'm, I'm confused there, too. I you hope, got Owen I hope Wilson. He's just yeah. Owen Wilsoning all the day yeah. long. Yeah. You've got uh, Paul Rudd being as charming and winsome as, as he's ever been. I don't mm-hmm. care one way or another about Reese Witherspoon, but she's a fine yeah. placeholder there. And then yeah. the, the Nicholson stuff. And I don't know what your feelings are on uh, Catherine Hahn. Catherine Hahn, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Catherine Hahn, and she was. Oh, so, I don't sure, know, yeah. If you would let this one play out, man, it does get. Yeah. It's a slow start, for sure. It is, and maybe I need to let it let it unfurl a little bit more. <laughs> um, Our favorite yeah. word since two thousand nine. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and I probably I probably just didn't give it long enough. You know what? If I can't sleep again tonight. Which is a strong possibility. Oh gosh, I, mean, I hope that you never see this movie, dude. I why? hope you're sleeping like a baby tonight. I hope so too, dude. I hope I'm sleeping and not even thinking about watching movies in the middle of the night. But I'll, I'll say this. I'll covenant with you in this following way. <laughs> if, in fact, I can't sleep again tonight and I find myself awake at 2.30, I'll, uh, I'll throw it in. I'll watch it. All and, right. Um, and then we can talk about it and I'll give it more time than I gave it Either of the previous two times. Yeah, it it I takes think, a long time to to coalesce this two to two storylines, yeah. and I don't know. I don't think you like the sort of like um, loosey goosey improv feeling thing as much yeah. as I do. Unless it's like you know made or something. I think that right. that you prefer as as a writer of screenplays a more yeah. polished beginning point. Yeah, I I think there was something there too where like. Um, it's it's a weird expectation thing with James Brooks on the level of I love Cheers and Taxi so much. I think my bar is just really high with him. And I had the same experience with the book, right? Like you really enjoyed his book. I didn't. No, that was James Burroughs. I think I, that was James Burroughs. Yeah, yeah. Um I don't know, but but I was expecting something akin to Cheers and Taxi in this movie. And I just felt like dialogue wise. And tell me what you think about this, because we may we may have Venn diagram over overlap on this, or we may not. Dialogue that's like dialing it up to a ten in every single scene. I struggle with it. Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't like feel when, like this when, movie did that. Yeah, I, I agree. That that seems yeah. like Seth Rogen type stuff. It seems like Seth. But but when Jack Nicholson like swaggers into the room and he's he's like, hey, insult, 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 meeting. <laughs> you know, it's just like. I don't know. People don't talk like that. And I get that it's a comedy and it's a rom-com and you got to you got to get the jokes in there and the laughs and stuff, but I don't know, it was distracting to me in that way, I guess. Did you like um, as good as it gets? I think so, but I I 
It's been years since I've seen it, like years and years. Oh, so maybe I liked it, but not okay. I, it, here's yeah. a funny thing: in my mind, that yeah. one and Jerry Maguire are like fraternal twins, and I, oh. and I love them as as siblings yeah. in '90s cinema for some reason. See, I love Jerry Maguire. I just love it, and I love everything about it. I think every scene is is great and rewatchable, and yeah, I mean, I suppose they're you could make the argument they're dialing it up in Jerry Maguire. You know, um, nobody in real life screams show me the money into a telephone except for know. the the year after jerry Maguire came out <laughs> yeah well yeah yeah everyone and, did but <laughs> right right exactly. and every stupid commercial well in every stupid commercial yeah i i know that there's a difference there there's definitely there are different yeah. kinds of movies but they i don't know they have the same a similar feeling to me and i don't know the james l brooks kind of and and, and i mean this is somebody who quit movies to focus on the simpsons so there's not yeah. total overlap with me yeah. simpsons postseason nine i couldn't care mm-hmm. less about but like so so the topic i wanted to bring up out of this doesn't really work if you've already seen it and didn't like it because you agreed with the critics here and a lot yeah. of what you're saying is a, a lot of what they said yeah but i was gonna broach the topic of like why so often do we think that movies that are super highly praised by critics and like held up and uh, you know nominated for all the awards are garbage like for example first reformed yeah. and then we find like you know we love a lot of these movies um and there's mm-hmm. been a good number of them that that critics did not like that you and i yeah. have loved um yeah especially those that are said to be slow or boring or mm-hmm. whatever um mm-hmm. a, a great example of the former is uh the barbie movie did you ever did you ever have the no. pleasure <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't have that experience. Yeah, I just didn't. I didn't gravitate toward it. Maybe I should. Should I? No, unless you want okay. to like watch it and then we trash it. Oh my gosh, yeah. it was terrible. See, my my students all love it. They're all like, "Oh, cluck, you got to see Barbie." And even the like, okay, I want to. I want to tug on several threads here and hopefully get back to your original question, which was which was really good, but. Yeah, college students have always done this thing where you performatively like things for your own persona based reasons, right? So for a certain kind of like big sweetheart college dude, it was really important to talk about loving the the Barbie movie mm, because right. it checks the I like Greta Gerwig box. Yeah. I'm kind of a male feminist. I'm a big sweetheart. Yeah, it's like if you and I um, liked Indigo Girls in college just to show that yeah. we were not those. those just to show that we weren't yeah. We're, yeah, we're total cretins right? or whatever. Yeah, no, no, no. So that's part of it. It's like performatively liking anime is a big part of like if <laughs> if quirky weird. in college is the uniform that you're trying to wear, then you got you you gotta love anime. You gotta love like the Studio Ghibli films. You know, you're 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 checking some quirk boxes with all that. And so I think any movie, and this is getting back to your original question, any movie that's like. Hey, we're making a we're making a point here. We're making a big point. Get ready, you know. Like, I think I I hate I I hate First Reform for that reason. I hate Dead Poet Society for the same reason. Hey, we didn't even know what point it was making, but yeah, yeah. Hey, we're making a big point here. Tell me how deep I am. You know, congratulate me for being thoughtful. And it's it's sort of like, man, and I think you and me are the same in this way, because I've seen it in you, and I definitely, I think, recognize it in myself. I really roll out of bed wanting to compliment people. Like, I want to make people feel good. And almost everywhere I go, I'm like, hey, I like that shirt, or, you know, cool hat, or whatever. You know, like, I'm, I enjoy firing off compliments, and I mean them 
But when a piece of art or a show or a movie is like, hey, compliment me. Acknowledge <laughs> how deep I am. You know, like acknowledge how thoughtful I am. Yeah. I don't want, like my my metaphorical like um, fingernails are like digging in and, and refusing to give <laughs> whatever it is that that thing wants from me. And that's kind of how I feel when I watch a movie like First Reform. Yeah, it's like if you, you know, you you drive by somebody on the street and and they're sitting there with their dog and they're, and they're completely crushed and you're like, here's five bucks. But then you yeah. drive by, you know, by the freeway entrance and there's a you know six foot three guy there with with a perfectly filled out frame. Um, mm-hmm. With two big dogs that eat seventy dollars worth of food per day, and like a <laughs> professionally lettered sign that says "Anything yeah. helps, God." And you're like, "No, you do not. What do yeah. you? No, you don't get to guilt me or force me into feeling something because I. Right. This is not authentic. Um, yeah, I'll tell you about the Barbie movie. The first mm-hmm. act was hilarious. It okay. was very funny. I love Margot Robbie. I don't know how you feel about her. Yeah. I think she's spectacular. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm warming to Gosling. Over yeah. the years, I like him. The whole thing. See, with- I love Gosling. Oh, he's good. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see um, the Nice Guys? Yeah, I think I liked that. I loved right. the Gray Man. Did you see the Gray Man? Nah. Oh, dude, it's on Netflix. It's a really fun '90s esque action movie starring Gosling, and he's great in it. He's a really fun hang for two hours. I think you'll you'll dig it. The violence is fun. The action's fun. It's got enough of a story. Appropriate like for it. our kids or no? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely for, for Cal. And and I've shown it to both of my boys. They love it. Cal and I are super into like uh, hardcore action movie type oh, bonding dude, experiences be, now. Yeah, this will be right in your wheelhouse then. You guys will love it. Uh, it dude, it, you, know what, you know what I loved, uh, yeah. by the way, along those lines? Um, it was called the extraction and the extraction two with freaking uh, Hemsworth. Have you seen oh, those? Yeah, dude, Maxim and I have watched those. We love so them. Cool. They're super fun. I love, yeah, yeah. I didn't think I liked Hemsworth because Thor is annoying, but uh, yeah, I actually do. But like, so, so Barbie, like that stuff's great and it's funny mm-hmm. and it's self-referential. And it's like, mm-hmm. like there's a, mm-hmm. a scene I'll just very briefly describe. Everyone is mm-hmm. having a party, which they yeah. have every night. And everyone's talking about how, hold on. I'm taking a bite of bisque. Everyone's talking about how today's the best day ever and tomorrow is also and yesterday and then the day after tomorrow. And then out of nowhere, Barbie just goes, does anyone else ever think about death? And everyone stops and stares at her and she's like, I'm just kidding. And there's like, it's almost like a Wayne's World self-awareness. Yeah. And then it just starts, you know, the long, slow, arduous climb up its own butt. And it, yeah, yeah. by the end, and, and, and they completely waste uh, uh, Carla. Carla's in it. Yeah. And, That's what and, I heard. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be amazing. Nope. Wasted, utterly wasted. Uh, and then like by the end, it's supposed to be like some like exploration of what it means to be human and to be a woman. And Ugh. and the last words, spoilers for all, the last words uh-huh. of the whole movie after Barbie becomes human is uh-huh. I'm here to see my gynecologist. Big smile. Roll credits. Uh huh. Yeah. Aren't, aren't you moved by how deep that is, Ted? Uh, yeah, that's that's college sophomore stuff, man. Yep. That that fits in the college sophomore bucket. Yeah, Brian McLaren and, and loved that movie. I guarantee it. Yeah, I bet he did. Yeah, I King bet of he the very sophomores. performatively loved it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. King of the King of the sophomores. 
forever stuck. He, he's retaking 10th grade over and over again all these years. <laughs> he but. goes back and forth between 10th grade and then college sophomore and then back to 10th grade. <laughs> I think I think there's a there's a yeah, 10th grade and the right. There's an intent thing in in here that's kind of it's a hang up for me, right? I I guess I think a movie should first be entertaining and then be deep almost accidentally. Like if a movie makes me think, I'm usually glad. I don't know, like a movie a movie like Field of Dreams um is a really interesting story. It's well done. It looks good. Uh it's got a bunch of people in it who can act well. Plus Kevin Costner. <laughs> well, well, yeah, and Kevin Costner's in it. Um yeah, but it it is kind of deep. Hoosiers would be the same way, right? Hoosiers ends up saying some things about second chances and fathers and sons and all that, but it's primarily a story. Um I don't know, at some level and having not seen Barbie, I can't really slander it, but it it seems like it started with that gynecologist line and kind of worked its way backward. A thousand like I, percent, yeah. Or it started with the clever beginning and then went, oh, no, yeah. hold on. This has to be something bigger. And then established that the gynecologist line and said, how do we yeah. get from A to B? And right. that whole downward train ride was disappointing yeah. and a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. I get it. So a movie that a movie that wants me to compliment how quirky it is. Becomes a movie I don't like. Right. That's why you didn't like Ladyburg too. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I, I think it. I think so. And it's it's sort of like the hipsterification of food, but with movies. Uh, yeah. But even as I say that, I'm acknowledging my own contradictions in the sense that I probably liked Wes Anderson more than you. Oh yeah, um, yeah, definitely. And Wes Anderson is nothing if not like screaming from the rooftops. Look how quirky I am. I am quirky. You and know? you like hipster food, so... Uh, I do. I, I, li- I like hipster food, but I don't like the idea of hipster food. Ted, what about uh, this? Deconstructed yeah. movies, where you just like, <laughs> kind of, you roll around in the film, and like, they're like yeah. just little bits of dialogue play, but not in any particular uh-huh. order. <laughs> like, I'm sure somebody's tried it, dude. I'm sure somebody has tried it. They have little pieces um, of paper with the, the names from the credits. Just every once in a while, they drop one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think we've I think we've done a deconstructed podcast in that we've we've kind of rolled around in several different topics, yes. none of which really took fire, none of which were successful in any way. But it was and a poultice for my soul, Ted. I feel much better. Hey, can I end speaking of speaking of poultice? <laughs> At some point during the last 45 minutes, I looked up the definition of poultice. Okay. <laughs> Preparing to be I don't know. At some level, disappointed. But I got to read this to you. The The definition of poultice really delivers. And off the air, we were both exploring the idea that poultice was a funny word. Yeah. And it is. I want to read you the definition. Okay. And similar to the randomizer, I want you to try to not react, but then maybe react. Okay. Um, here it is. Poultice. A poultice, also called a cataplasm, <laughs> is a... <laughs> <laughs> I, was laughing. I was I was laughing at the the bisque. It's almost gone. Oh, I know, and we're, and we're just getting into it. A poultice, also called a cataplasm, is a soft, moist mass, often heated and medicated, that is spread on cloth and placed over the skin to treat an aching, inflamed, or painful part of the body. 
It can be used on wounds, such as cuts. And then it goes on to say the function of the poultice is to draw out pus. (laughs) The end. (laughs) (laughs) To me, that really delivered, dude. Yeah, that's what we were doing here. We were drawing out the the spiritual pus, soul pus, if you will. (laughs) Soul pus. That sounds like like a book proposal that like... Leonard Sweet was working on in 2007 <laughs> that never went anywhere. Co-writing you know? with Shane Claiborne, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Sweet Claiborne Project. <laughs> working pus. title, Soul Pus. Yeah. <laughs> and then they wound up making it. They were like, what about Soul Bus? This isn't really working. And then they wrote that yeah, one, and yeah, it was a New York Times yeah. bestseller. Uh, uh, I, I got to tell you, I don't think that's, that's not in my mind what, what a poultice was. Where you're talking mm. about it being spread on cloth and then okay. placed on something, in my mind, yeah. It was like a specially concocted wad of like Play-Doh type stuff that had okay. like herbs and medical stuff in it that would draw like toxins out of a, a body. But you, sure. you would like put it on and like form it to whatever part of your body had the yeah. problem. I didn't realize yeah. that it was a like a bandage almost. Well, I think I, I think both you and the 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 definition of poultice are are, are in fact pulling in the same direction in that. <laughs> Pulling pus in the same direction. <laughs> exactly. You're both. <laughs> you're both extracting pus in the same direction. At the end of the day, I found another definition that I think puts a finer point on it. Poultice. <laughs> a soft, moist mass of material, typically of plant material or flour, applied okay. to the body. So this would this would support your kind of Play-Doh method <laughs> to re- to relieve soreness and inflammation. And kept in place with a cloth. Mm. So in in that in that definition, the cloth is almost ancillary, but it is the soft, moist mass of material that that you know is the show, as it were. So it's sort of like uh, is is the stuff the tomato stuff the the bruschetta or is the the bread? That's right. Um, yeah, you know you yeah. need them both ultimately. You um, do. I, I'm yeah, gonna you I'm do. gonna look up one more. Uh, okay. because I have a thing that I've been doing for about, uh, well, 21 years now, as long as I've had my Palm okay. Pilot, where I look up words in the Scrabble dictionary on my mm-hmm. Palm Pilot. Okay. Um, oh, and it always turns everything into a verb. Never mind. Poultice uh-huh. to apply a healing substance to. Well, I think yeah. we've poulticed the heck out of this podcast, Ted. I think we have, Zach. We've done what we always do here. Poultcast. Uh, just, just as a matter of, you know, production value, I... I hope we'll be calling this episode Radio Poultice. I think yeah. that's I think that's intriguing in the same fashion as like, you know, these these haunted cosmos guys, they dangle out the whole Aaron Rodgers controversy. We dangle out Radio Poultice. You know, I think in both cases we're in rather than drawing pus out, we're drawing <laughs> audience members in, you know. <laughs> A quick update, that. final update on the bisque. Uh, after yeah. all this this pus talk, I'm not going to finish it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry we've ruined the bisque for you. Also, it's probably cold after 47 minutes. It's not great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you'll need to reheat that. Zach, we've we've done what we always do on this podcast in that we've wandered to and fro throughout other people's podcasts and the definition of poultice, and we will see you <laughs> <laughs> next time. Then pay phone at your best friend's wedding. Let's make a run for it and get lost.